0: Cheers to the wish you were here, but you're not Because the dreams bring back all the memories Of everything we've been through Episode <laughs> 21.5, 1976 Current weight, 272 pounds I know... Uh, I know by now all of you have heard this, but I need to just remind you quickly. I don't want to go into a big ordeal about it. I have stage four cancer. It's terminal. And I'm just waiting. That's all. Making these podcast episodes. Trying to get as many episodes as I can out. I have a whole slew of them, but I want you to know I've also had a slight stroke, so bear with me, folks. My youngest daughter, Amanda, a beautiful sweet soul, will be taken over when I'm gone. I have a whole screen full of these podcasts, so... When it comes time, she'll tell you, folks. And on with the show. How's that? So I'm sitting in the basement watching an episode in 1976 of Happy Days. And Kubi comes barreling down the stairs. He says, Bob, I need you now. Come on. I said, what's wrong? Let me get myself together and we'll go. And s- is somebody messing with you? Do we need to call somebody else? Is anybody hurt? He said, no, but hurry. I turned off the TV and I put my jacket on. And off we went. Now, Kuby owned a... Blue, a silverish blue with a silver vinyl top, a Grand Prix. It was real, real cool, man, real cool. And uh, we both hopped in, and we went down to the corner and made a right. And then we got to the next stop sign, and then another right. We're almost to the end of the block. Cars lined up on both sides. I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is near my house. Wait a minute. This is near Harry's house. I said, what have I gotten into? What have you gotten into? Do we need more guys? He said, no, it's okay. I trusted Kubi, so... He always had my back, or if we were fighting a bunch of guys, he'd always, we'd always go back-to-back back because I knew he wasn't going to let nobody get through to my back and jump me. I said, Kobe, we're walking up to Harry's house. What's going on? Is there a party? Why didn't anybody tell me? And uh, he said, yeah, there's a party, all right. Harry's parents were semi-wealthy, and they were always taking trips, leaving Harry alone. Uh, And his punishment to them was, have parties. (laughs) So anyways, we went into the side door, it was packed in there like a tri-level um, typical suburban home in here in Chicagoland no kidding there must have been 80 to 100 people already jammed in there so you know you're trying to make your way to the basement excuse me excuse me where where the keg is at and everyone started whispering. Looking at me and whispering, I'm thinking to myself, "Oh, brother, you know." Yeah, I said, "If I make it out of here in one piece to myself, I'm gonna kick Cooby's butt." Harry walks up to me. He says, "Hi, Bob. This party's for you." I said, "Dude," I I under my breath. It's not my birthday. What's going on? He started laughing. He said, no, it's something more important. I said, oh, okay, I'm listening. And he yelled, turn off the music. And they did. And everyone got quiet in the party. You know, usually you get one idiot talking in the background. Everyone got quiet. I guess Harry was the one to tell me. He was elected to tell me. He decided, we decided we're going to start a gang. And we want you to be our president. I don't know nothing about a gang, I said. He said, that's okay, Billy knows. You know, Billy, I had seen him around. He walked up and shook my hand. His brother was in the Chicago Outlaws. And he says, hi, I'm Billy. And I said, I know. And if it's okay, Bob, I'll be the sergeant of arms, at arms. And I said, okay, what does that mean? It means I'll be the treasurer, and if anybody needs anything, I'll get it for them, like a supplier. And I said, wait a minute. I haven't said yes yet. I said, I need more details. I, uh, what am I getting myself into? He said, all these people are here. For you, and they're behind you if you say yes. Still real quiet. The place, only you could hear us talking. No beer, no music, no nothing. Everyone's hanging to see what I'd say. I had quite the reputation, you know. I don't mean to brag, but I did, you know. At at this young age, I was... Stupid and young, you know. And we're doing this because of what they did to your sister and what they keep getting away with because they're jocks and they have money. I said, oh, in that case, I'm in. Everybody started cheering. It made me feel good. Music started back up. There was guys all over. Uh, four, from four or five towns away. Some of these guys I'd never seen before. But I guess it was a good start. So everybody went back to party, and, and Bill says, come on, let's go find the bedroom. I said, what? He said, you know, somewhere where it's quiet. And I said, oh, oh, okay. And so there was a couple in the bedroom when we got there. we shoot them out of there, and it shut the door, and we uh sat on the bed and worked out a strategy. Now, remember, I was just out of the army, so I knew structure of discipline. I said to Bill, "Tell me about the outlaws." Well, they have warlords, they have spies, they have a treasurer, and they have weekly meetings that have dues. How many warlords do they have, Bill? Well, I want two, I said. Two's enough for me. I don't need a slew of warlords. I'll pick them, okay? He said, sure, of course. Oh, yeah, and they have colors. And I didn't know what that meant. You know, um, Patches, they're rockers, they're uniform. Oh, I said uniform. Of course they do, sure. What are we going to call this gang? Well, Bill said, we. I live in Brookfield and you live in Brookfield. Let's call it the Brookfield Boys. I said, doesn't that sound a little juvenile? He said, so they won't see us coming. I said, wow, I'm starting to like you, Bill. I said, I see. I think I'm going to like you more and more, Bill. You're pretty smart. And he said, I said, I loved the one I love when somebody intellectually challenges me. Now remember, I speak slow because of my uh, stroke, so please bear with me, folks. Uh, Okay, Brookfield boys it is. And what about our uniform? Maybe t-shirts, Bill said? I said, yeah, t-shirts is fine. He said, we'll make them black. And I said, cool, I like that. And then Bill said, and we'll put red lettering on it with the uh, Brookfield boys on the back, like blood. I said, okay, you're scaring me, Bill. He says, no, it'll look good, I've seen it before. I said, okay, he says... That's what we want to do to our enemies. I said, oh, okay, I got you, I got you. Psychological. I thought about it for a second, and I pictured it. It all sounds good. What are we going to do as far as the front? He said, we put everybody's name on it. I said, no, no. Everyone has to have a nickname. That way they can't prove it really was them. Oh yeah, right. I get it. Bill said. Where are we gonna have the meetings? I said. You know what? I'll tell you. My mom leaves every Wednesday after work like clockwork and goes to her boyfriend's house in Franklin Park. I said, let's. We'll say six o'clock p.m. every Wednesday everyone shows up, or they better have a good excuse why. And how much should we make the dues, Bill said. I said five bucks. We don't want her. And the five bucks will pay for the keg. He said, that sounds good. And when the keg's done, the meeting's done, I want Two warlords, I said, I told you before. I have a couple guys in mind, and I'm going to ask them until I don't want nobody to say nothing until I ask them. Bill says, okay. Now, who do you know that's sneaky? I said, sneakiest guy I know is Mike B., and I can't say a last name, he's here at the party. Oh, yeah? Let's go back out there and introduce me. We went back out and to mingle. Everybody patted me on the back and Bill and stopped the party and uh, telling everybody what's been said and everybody was cheering and, Brookfield boys, Brookfield Okay, and there was probably 60 good ones there. And the meetings were over at Bob's house, 6 p.m., don't be late, $5 dues. Everyone started cheering again and hitting the kegs. There was two kegs there. Anyway, so everything died down, and Bill brought Mike over to me. I said, Oh I know you I know your brother. He said yeah. He was a little guy with real curly hair and real thick eyelashes and brown uh brown eyes. I mean brown eyes and hairy looking little thing, like a little monkey, you know? And uh, he's he's and he's right, Bill, I was you're the right guy that I'm looking for, and I guess a little like what you have to be, small like that. And he just smiled because he didn't like the way I said that. But I'm gonna call you Simon, Simon Bar Sinister. He says, "What does that mean?" I said, "Watch Rocky the Squirrel and Bow Winkle." And you'll see Simon Bar Sinister, that's you. And I want you to live up to your name, bro. And from then on, I called him Simon. And believe me, he lived up to his name. He was a perfect fit. What you'll find out later. What's your nickname, Bob? I said. I was just watching Happy Days. Remember the Fonz? My nickname is The D. Bill was writing all this down to uh, get it on the T-shirts, and then he went around asking everybody, you know, what size they were and uh, what... uh, what, uh, you know, what size they were and what they wanted for their um, nickname. And so he forgot to ask me, and he says, hey, Bob, and I ignored him. I said, what size, D? And I laughed, and I said, perfect, bro. I said, large, and... We all started laughing. now it was time for my warlords. They weren't at the party. So I had to, you know, go find them. This was gonna be interesting because they were a little older and I had to convince them. Please be quiet, I'm trying to do a podcast down here.